worship you, Lord, with our whole heart. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want you to know you're in the right place tonight. <laughs> Amen. It feels good in here tonight. The Holy Ghost is moving. There isn't anything like walking through that back door and feeling a wave of the Holy Ghost moving in this house. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated right now. This afternoon, we were having service on Lake Placid. And as I begin to preach this afternoon, I... The Lord laid something on my heart, and that was, I said, um, we are the same as the men and women that are in the Scripture. There is no difference. As I used to study the Scripture, I used to think that I compared the men and women in the Scripture to, like, superheroes, like they were some people that are, had these special powers and they were able to do all these things and that, that we were not able to do. But sometimes we forget who we are. We forget what God has placed around us, what God has placed in our lives, and we begin to look at things sometimes in a way that we are not able to do things. And I do not want to forget that the only difference between myself and the men in the Scripture is the amount of faith that I have, the amount of understanding and believing of what I think that God can do. If you don't believe God can do anything in your life, God's not going to do anything in your life. If you don't believe that God is going to raise you up out of your situation, guess what? You're going to stay in your situation. It doesn't matter how much faith I've got. I can't get you out of your situation. You've got to believe that God is going to bring it in your life. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> I think you need to get a little adjustment tonight in your spirit and understand that you're serving a God that has created all things. You're not serving a weak God tonight. You're not serving a God that's unable. But you're serving the Almighty. <laughs> the scripture says there is none that's beside him. Meaning there is not anything that can compare to what God can do in your life. <laughs> you read in your scripture, in the book of Acts, you see where Peter he began to go about preaching the gospel. And the scripture says that there's places where they had put men and women in the city, out in the streets to where just the shadow of Peter casting over that they'd be healed of their sickness. I'm talking about faith. See, there is, has to be a, a measure of faith in those hearts that they are able, that they are wanting to be touched. And you have to understand tonight in this service that God is more than willing to pour out a blessing in your life. God is more than willing to bring you up out of whatever you've got yourself wrapped up in, but you simply just got to take the step and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I'm tired. 
I'm weary, I'm weak, I'm wore out, sin has got me wrapped up, situations have got me wrapped up, I can't make it. I need you. I need you. I need your touch. I need your direction. I need your strength. (laughs) And then you believe that and you trust in that and God's going to do something in your life. But if you come to God thinking you've got it figured out, if you come to God thinking that that you can just put on a little show, if you come with just an outward bit of worship, it doesn't work. You have to really mean what you're saying. The scripture says that Peter walked up to a man that had been lame from his birth, and he the man was thinking that Peter was going to give him something besides what he actually gave him, and he said to him, he said, such as I have, I'm going to give unto you. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you rise up and walk. And see, that takes faith. When you stand before somebody and say, you're going to get up right now, and you're going to begin to walk. Somebody that had been lame all their life, but they had the faith. And not only that, he believed, he knew that God was going to be faithful. He knew God was going to deliver because he was going to speak the word by faith. Sometimes I think we need to do a little more speaking. Sometimes I think we need to be saying a little bit more about how and what we know our God can do. Sometimes we get a little quiet in our worship. We get a little quiet the way we voice what we think our God is. (laughs) I'm not forgetting the God I'm serving tonight. I'm not forgetting where my God has brought me from tonight. I'm not going to allow the devil to steal away my blessing of my of what he's done for me in my life. If the devil can make you get quiet, you're going to lose your praise. If he can make you lose your praise, you're going to lose your worship. And when you lose your worship, you're going to lose your victory. If you lose your victory, then you're going to be right back where you started from. I'm not going to allow my, my praise to get quiet tonight. I'm not going to allow my, 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 my thanksgiving to get weak tonight. <laughs> I want my faith to be strong. I'm not satisfied. I'm sorry. I'm not satisfied just seeing everybody here tonight. I'm thankful that each and every one of you is here. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that God's doing a work in your life, but I'm not happy with that. This isn't where the church stops. That's why we're building a building next door. In faith, believing that God's going to bring in new souls. I'm not satisfied with just a regular old service. I want to see God do good works. I want to see people raised up out of situations. I want to see blinded eyes open. I'm not saying that it's not good enough. I'm saying I want more of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I think we get just used to having a certain level. Who said that's the level we're supposed to stay at? Who says that's where God wants us to be? I think sometimes we need to step out of our comfort zone, step out of our routine, and let God do something in our life. Amen and amen. Because see, what happens is, is, you may be seated. What happens sometimes is, is we get used to just doing it a certain way. And I'm not saying it's a wrong way. I'm just saying it's a comfortable way. When you first get the Holy Ghost and you start trying to witness to somebody, sometimes it's difficult. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to expect. And, and you're kind of new at it. and you, you, you don't really know, so you, you just say what you know. And, and, and that's the best thing. Showing them what God's done in your life. And that's awesome. 
And that's honest. And that's what people want to see is something honest. Because there's always out there somebody giving a lie and, and giving a, a story, if you will. And people already know that. They know that game. And they're not looking for that. They're looking for the real deal. And that's what we've got. We've got the real deal. We've got the truth. We don't have a form of it. We've got the whole truth. Amen. And so I want to act like I've got the whole truth. I don't want to be shy of what God's given me in my heart. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's very easy to just get shy. It's easy to just settle in. And it's easy just to think about your life and your day-to-day and your struggles and your, your, your situations coming at you in your life. And you get so wrapped up with your life that you forget about everybody else around you. And you forget how big your God is. And when you think about how big your God is, your little situations, they don't look so big. <laughs> your problems, they don't look so big. When you put them in comparison to salvation, you put them in comparison to lives that don't have salvation and people that are lost and missing what we have, it doesn't seem so big of a deal when we don't have something we want, what we think that we need even, I'll go to say. And it all comes back to our faith, our believing, our trusting. When you're sold out to God, and you ain't looking this way, you ain't looking that way, you ain't looking behind you, you're looking forward and you're just trusting and you're believing and you're pushing forward with all that you've got, guess what? There's not going to be much that's going to hinder you. Nothing's going to be able to get you down because you're going to have what you need. You're going to see it. <laughs> I get excited when I read the Scriptures. I get excited. But then I, I question myself sometimes. I say, I said, um, the other day I was praying, and I said, Lord, I said, I want to see people get filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see that. I said, I feel like it's been a long time since somebody's got the Holy Ghost. What's going on? I said, I, 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 said, I read it. I said, I don't want it to stop. It's not supposed to stop. The way that the Acts was set up, it was meant to be continued the same way. I'm not saying it's going to be the same way. I'm not saying that, that God's going to add 3,000 souls in one day. I'm not saying that. But who's to say he can't do that? He can do that if that's what he wants to do. So it comes back to, once again, how much are you believing here tonight? Are you satisfied with one every six months, or do you want more than that? I want more than that. <laughs> see, see, there's a way of of being satisfied. And there's a way, the, the scripture says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. I want to have a Holy Ghost hunger tonight. I want a Holy Ghost hunger so strong that I can't contain it. I want it to be overflowing as the scripture says. I don't want to be just getting through and getting by. I want to be wanting more. I want more and more and more. I don't want to fall into a trap of just getting by. That's a trap. Getting by is a trap. I don't want that. That's not what God has given us. God has given us an overcoming spirit. I want to be able to overcome all that's coming against me and be able to pursue the work that God has placed before us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
it comes to being honest. Being honest with yourself. The scripture refers to a man in the scripture that says when he walks away from the mirror that he cannot remember his own face. That, that means you're not being honest with who you are. That means your heart is not lining up with what you're saying out of your mouth. The scripture says that an unstable, uh, an un- double-minded man is uh, unstable. Man is double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, meaning that there is no stability. There is no right and wrong. It's always a question of is this right? Is this wrong? It's always a a, a balancing effect because there's not a stand being made on what is right, and so therefore you're always questioning your faith. You're allowing yourself to be pushed to and fro. Allowing yourself to fluctuate with the crowd, if you will. And there is no room for that in the church. No room for that. You see, you will make mistakes. Things will happen. That's that's life. You look at Peter. Peter, the scripture says one time that Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Because of his spirit and his attitude. What the doubt that he allowed to come into his heart. That doesn't mean that he was a horrible person. It just means you have to watch out of what you're allowing to come in and how it's affecting what God is giving you. There are those that walked with Jesus that walked away and didn't do the work because they didn't keep the faith. They didn't keep what God had showed them. And then there was those that saw it and they went and applied it and they lived it day in and day out because it made a difference in their life. saying if you let the Holy Ghost make a difference in your life. It don't only change your outward, it changes your inward. It changes your perspective. It changes absolutely everything about you. I need that change in my life. I need it. You need it in your life. You don't want to be the same old you. You want to be the Holy Ghost you. You want to be what God has got in store for you. (laughs) I don't want this. I don't want me. I don't want my ideas. I don't want my thinking. I don't want my ways. I don't want that. It's not good. It doesn't get me to the where God wants me to be at. I want the will of God in my life. And I don't say that because I'm a pastor and because I am supposed to say that <laughs> and because that's what I, I, I feel necessary and obligated to say. That's not the case. I see this is the way to do it. There is no other way to do it. If you want to go to heaven, this is what you do. If you want God to bless your life, this is what you do. You serve Him. You worship Him. You pour yourself out to Him. You allow Him to work in your life. And every step of the way, you're trusting Him. Lord, I know you've got it right where it needs to be. I know that you see every situation. I know that you, the scripture says that he sees every sparrow that falls. He knows where we're at in our life. He knows exactly what's going on. So I'm going to just believe that he, he's got it under control, right? Trust him. The scripture says he cannot lie, so that means when he has got it under control, that means he's got it under control. That means if you're praying, if you're reading your Bible, if you're fasting, if you're trusting him, you're reading his word, you're taking it in, you're allowing it to work in your heart, and you're doing your best to what God has given you, that means God is going to order your steps. That means he's going to bring you into what you need, and he's going to keep you away from what you don't need. 
But you've got to all the steps of the way, you've got to be trusting Him and say, Lord, I want to hear what you're saying. I want to be obedient to this word that you're giving me. I want to have the strength to be able to follow it through day in and day out that I won't get weak and allow things in, that I won't get weak and allow myself to go into things I shouldn't, but that I'm going to keep what you've given me, that I'm going to trust in what you've given me. It bothers me when people don't trust God. I'm sorry. It's a little pet peeve of mine because I know that God can do it. I have no doubt in my mind that God can't. He can do it. The Scripture says He can do all things. There's nothing that's impossible for God to do. Nothing. So that means there's nothing that God cannot do. That means whatever it comes against us, He's going to bring us through it. The Scripture says there's going to be no weapon that's going to be formed against us that's going to, be, that's going to prosper. Meaning that there are going to be things that come against us, but they're not going to be able to overcome us because we've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the victory. We've got the strength. We've got the direction that we need. And so there has to come a point in time to where you're willing to say, I'm going to believe this message. There has to come a time where you're going to say, I'm going to stop doubting. I'm going to stop wavering. I'm going to stop allowing the enemy to have place in my heart. And I'm simply going to do what the Scripture says. I'm simply going to apply it the way it's supposed to be applied. I'm going to stop playing games. I'm going to stop allowing other things to be there. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you say, this is what I'm going to do, and you don't do it, then guess what? There's a problem. If you say, I'll be there, and you don't show up, there's always a problem, right? And, and, and if you chase that problem back, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be sin. There's going to be something lingering around down in there that you're holding on to and and see the problem is is that you can only go so long with that there and it's going to make itself known that fruit it's going to come out and see it's, it's, it's a struggle when you allow sin to be in your heart it doesn't matter how hard you try to pray how hard you try to make it look good how hard you try to fit in you're not going to fit in because see the difference is, is when God calls us he separates us from sin and see, the church, the Scripture says that we are robed in white arraignment, the Scripture, when He comes back for us. And that means without spot and without wrinkle. And that means if there is sin there, then that means you're going to have a spot and you're going to have wrinkles. That means you're not going to fit in. And so you have to examine your heart. Make sure that there aren't things you're holding on to. Sometimes, ignorantly, we hold on to things. Or unknowingly, we hold on to things. And we've done things, and it's just there, and, and we don't take care of it. There, the other day, I walked into the uh, a, a storage room of our house, little area outside, and, and, and there was a nice package there for me. And it was of diapers that somebody forgot to put in the trash. And it was a confined room, and it smelled very bad. And that is something that needed to be attended to because it began to stink, and it filled the room with stinkiness and it was horrible okay well that's what happens you allow sin to be in the secret places if you will and you allow it to be there it's going to stink 
And it's going to bring not only a odor, but it's going to bring down your attitude. It's going to tear down every single thing. You can fake some things, but there's some things you can't fake. It doesn't matter how good an actor you are, you can't fake that. Sin is there. It's going to be evident. There's not going to be a single thing that you're going to follow through with. You're not going to be able to be uh, 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 faithful to anything because it's there. Okay? I'm not saying that everybody's got sin in the heart, but I'm saying if you can't figure out why you can't wake up for prayer, if you can't figure out why you can't make yourself read your Bible and, and make sure you're doing the things you're supposed to do, well, guess what? <laughs> Maybe you need to clean house a little bit. Maybe you need to examine here what's going on. Maybe you should watch what's going in and cut it off that you can begin to take out the trash. The scripture talks about works meet for repentance. Start showing God some works here. Start putting a little works with your faith. Stop saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, and start showing God by doing it. Lord, I know I struggle with this, but I'm showing you now. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I know that I've made mistakes. I know that I've gotten up and I've fallen. I've gotten up and I've fallen. I've gotten up and, and fallen. And so many times I can't remember anymore. But here I am again, and I'm going to do what you've got for me to do. I'm going to believe that you're going to bring the full victory. I remember wrestling with things for Months after months after months after months after months after months. And, and it, battled, it was whipping me up one side and down the other. And I could not get my feet solid for nothing, it seemed like. And then all it took was one prayer meeting of me saying, I've had enough. It's enough. And, and you start looking at it. You examine whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. You look at whatever it is and say, what is this? What value does it have? How, how is this helping me out here? And you're going to see it has no good effect at all. None whatsoever. Something that at one time you may have thought was so big and, and wonderful, when you put it in the Holy Ghost light, you'll see it's nothing. It's not worth wrestling over. It's not worth fussing over. It's simply much easier to let go of it and trust God. You don't know how you're going to make it? Trust God. You don't know why you have to get rid of it? Just understand here that God knows what He's doing. Understand here that leadership knows what's going on and they know what's best. So that means line up. That means get rid of it. That means allow the Holy Ghost to do what it wants to do. Because I want to tell you something, the church is going to be here. The church is going to keep on going. And the church is going to keep on growing. And so the decision you want to know is, do I want to be a part of the church? Do I want to see it grow? Do I want to be a part of it? Or do I just want to allow myself to be a blah? A blah. That's a new word. A blah is somebody that doesn't want to do what God wants them to do. I just made that up. And a blah is, it stinks. And it's nasty. And nobody wants to be around them. Because they don't have the Holy Ghost. I like people with the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because they're happy. Because they've got joy. They've got peace. They've got the, the same spirit that I've got. We, we mingle the good together because we have the same goal in mind, and that is heaven. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for just a minute. We had 
we were recently around some people that don't have uh, the the truth, and and um, they came over, and and uh, it's a it's depressing because people they get so minded of their things and and the way that they think it needs to be, and and, and after their careers and after this and that, that they have not a clue of what God's doing. And they, I mean, literally sitting next to me at a table, I'm trying to, to, you know, get something in here, and it's nothing here. It's not going anywhere because the devil gets people wrapped up. You get wrapped up in your little world so much sometimes that you can't trust God. I mean that. And what it's doing is it's robbing you, and it's keeping you from what God has. If you would just let go and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost the way He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to want that any longer. You're, you're, you're going to be so knocked off of your little shoes and socks that you're not going to be able to stand up straight anymore, let alone think about anything else. I'm talking about the real Holy Ghost here. I'm not talking about a little bitty patty cake thing. I'm not talking about a little goosebump going up and down your spine. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. When they got the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, they, they thought they were crazy and they lost their mind. I see people sometimes that get the Holy Ghost and, and you can't see a difference in their life. So I'm not saying they don't have it, but I'm saying you need more of it. You can't get enough of what God wants to give you. <laughs> but you've just got to let Him do it. It doesn't do any good to hold back. It doesn't do any good to mess around and play games with God. You don't get anywhere. It doesn't do any good. You're just wasting time. And we don't have time to waste. We, the scripture says we must be about our Father's business. And our Father's business is preaching this word. It's living this light that He has given us in our heart. I want to be shining as bright as possible. I don't want there to be any hindrance on the Holy Ghost that God has given me. I don't want me in the way. How about you say it that way? I don't want to be in the way of what God's given me in my life. I don't want to be blocking what God has placed inside of me. Amen. So, you know what the best thing to do is? Repent. Repent. The Scripture says that when we come to God, the first thing we're supposed to do is repent. And then it says to be baptized in Jesus' name, and then to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence and speaking with other tongues, as the Spirit gives the utterance. So let's start at the beginning and repent. And let's be honest when we repent. Let's mean what we say when we repent. Lord, I am sorry. And I'm not only sorry, but I don't want this in my life anymore. I don't want it. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to have company with it. I don't want it. I want to be separated. I want it to be cut off. You know, sometimes... People think that you're harsh. And, but when you take a stand, because that's called conviction. People don't like conviction. And when you tell somebody, I'm not doing that any longer, I'm not going to have part in that any longer, that convicts them because then that makes them feel like they're doing something, which they are, but that's neither here nor there. The, the thing is you and your life have to take the stand and have to say, this is how it's going to be and no other way. And then you shut all the doors and don't allow anything to come back that God is trying to get you out of. You know, sometimes I think that, that, um, that people make it a much bigger issue than what it really is. 
But when it comes down to changing your lifestyle, changing the way you do things, it's not always easy. But it's something that has to be done. Has to be done. If you keep the influence, guess what? It's not going to be any change. If you keep allowing the effects, guess what? It's not going to change. If you want real change, you repent. And when you repent the right way, with a whole heart, with everything that you've got, then there's going to be a change that's going to happen. A real change is going to happen. Amen. I want it all out. I want every part of it out. Everything. Get it out. It doesn't matter. If it's music, get it out. If it's something you're looking at, get it out. If, it, if it's someplace you're going, stop going there. Get it out of your heart. Because you're not going to make it to heaven if you allow it to be there. It doesn't matter what it is. Get it out. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. Get it out. It doesn't matter if it's a crutch that you feel that's a comfort. Guess what? You don't need it. God is going to bring you through. God's going to bring to you what you need to make it. So anything else, cough it up. Get it out of there. Get it out of your system, your Holy Ghost system. You're starving your spiritual man or woman of what it needs by keeping garbage in there. It's not a good thing. And ultimately, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you spiritually, and it will kill you physically at the same time. And it's going to have you so confused that you're not going to know what's going on. So to end the whole thing, you come to God, and you give it up. Give it up. Come and just let go of it and let God take care of the situation. Does it get any more clearer than that? Any more simpler than that? Besides stop. That's that simple. Just stop. Stop making excuses and start doing, start putting the, the works with your faith. I mean this tonight in my heart. I need this more than anything. I don't need anything else besides what's here in this atmosphere. Because once you have this, everything else is taken care of, you can say. <laughs> I'm believing that God's doing good things. I'm going to keep believing God's doing good things. And once you repent, you get yourself in the right place. You need to get baptized. You let God baptize you in the water. You come out of that water, and the Scripture says that all of your sin, all of your past, everything is going to be washed away. And the scripture says that you're going to be washed whiter than snow. And that there's going to be a brand new clean start ahead of you. You know, this also, if you have already been baptized, then guess what? You come and you repent the right way. I like the right way. I don't like this, this fake stuff. I don't like people coming and, and saying things but not being changed because that means it's not really repentance. That just means you're feeling conviction, but you don't really want to follow through with the conviction. Okay? But when you repent the right way, God's going to recover you with the blood. He's going to give you that clean start again. We need that clean start. That's that whole being without spot and wrinkle. Being clean and, 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 and wrinkleless. Like you just come from the cleaners. Clean. Okay? That nice little bag over top of you meaning you're ready to go to church. <laughs> All right? that God's going to fill us with that good gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And amen. I think God's going to do good things tonight. 
I know God can do good things tonight. He's already doing this place is electrified with the Holy Ghost. But where's your faith? Is your faith willing to step out? Is your faith willing to let God touch you? Or is it just saying, well, you know what? The service was rocking and now it's not. Well, guess what? My Holy Ghost doesn't move by the beat of the drums. It doesn't move by the the beat of the piano. Okay? That's not what the Holy Ghost is. That's just emotion. That's just feelings. The Holy Ghost is what is all around this atmosphere right now. And what's tugging and pulling on your heart, that's the Holy Ghost. God's trying to say, wake up here. God's trying to say, get with the program. Okay, that's what he's saying. (laughs) Wake up. Get with what I'm doing here. Get behind the message. Get behind the word and preach it and live it and apply it to your life. I don't want to be outdone. If Peter can go raise up the lame I want to go raise up the lame if, if Moses and, and Abraham and Isaac and all the men if they were able to stand by faith and do the work that God's given them I want to be able to do the same thing I don't want to think oh well the times are different I don't, no, no 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 we've got the Holy Ghost God's doing it right here and right now so either you get on the ship or you get off the ship there's no in between there I'm going to stay on the ship and I want to live the message that God's given us. I want to live what God's placed in my heart to the fullest capability that I can. And I don't want to put a topper on and say, well, I've achieved this now so I can stop. No! You've never achieved enough in the Holy Ghost. You always keep going. You always keep expecting more. You think the disciples thought that day that Jesus was going to feed the multitude with that amount of fish and and bread? No, they never thought that. They didn't know what was going to happen, but once again, Jesus had it all under control. And so you look at situations in your life and say, how am I ever going to do this? How, how, how are all these things ever going to be done? Hey, hey, back up a minute. Don't you worry about that. God's got it under control. It's all a part of what God, His big plan is. As long as you keep plugging in there, your little part, doing your thing, it's all going to work out just fine. The Scripture says that we've all got our part some of the head, some of the arms, some of the fingers, some of the foot. You know, everybody's got their part. And every part is just as important. But if you don't do your part, then guess what? Things aren't going to go properly. So that means we each have to do our part every day. I want my fingers today. Okay, I don't want my fingers taking a break today. And say, so, you know what? We don't want to show up today, so you go without us today. It doesn't work that way. And when you don't wake up and pray in the morning and you don't wake up and get the victory, guess what? That's you saying, okay. Uh, well, oh, senior pastor, you got to do without your right arm today. They're, they're calling in sick, okay, because they don't feel like it today, okay? Well, who doesn't feel like it? The Holy Ghost doesn't feel like it? I don't think so. You, meaning you, your flesh, don't feel like getting up and getting with it. What did, what did Paul say he did about that flesh? He said he prayed, and he got it under control. Got it pushed down, because it's going to rise up on you, and it's going to try to overtake you and that's why you have got to get the victory over it and push it down where it belongs for you can see what God is doing and if you allow it to overcome guess what you're not going to see what God's doing all you're going to see is you and what you want I 
want to see me. I want to see what God's got. I want to see the church. I want to see the victory that God's given me in my life. Amen. Day in and day out, I'm going to praise Him for the victory. Day in and day out, I'm going to thank Him for every blessing. And because that's where our victory is. In praise and thanksgiving to Him. And not getting bogged down with everything else. Not, not getting bogged down, oh God, how is this going to happen? Who, who, just you keep your, your praise going up. You keep your heart opened up. You keep your flesh pushed down. You keep your mind focused on the church and what it's doing. And guess what? Things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. Good Holy Ghost things are going to happen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you could, if we could just all get the, the same big picture here of what God's doing. I think we do. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying that, that everyone here doesn't have that picture and that nobody wants to see the church go on, but I'm saying sometimes I think we allow ourselves to get weighed down. We, we allow ourselves to get distracted. and We allow ourselves to get oppressed by everything else. And we forget how good God is. And understand that it doesn't do good to get and worry and fuss and everything else but everything else because it's always going to happen. And all it turns into is excuses of why you don't do what you're supposed to do. I, there's no excuse why I don't do my part. No excuse. I have no reason why I don't do my part. So I'm going to do it. Starting right now. Tonight, I'm doing my part. Tonight, I'm going to come to this altar, and I'm going to say, I'm doing my part. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to I'm going to follow through with it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to walk out that door, and I'm going to keep it. And tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to make sure that it's all in the right place and everything's in working order, and I'm going to continue to do what God has given me in my life. Day in and day out until I stand before him. Because that's all that matters. All that matters is making it to heaven. All right? Why don't we stand tonight? Hallelujah. Sometimes things don't always go the way that we think they're going to go. Sometimes things don't go the way that we're used to them going. But that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that it's not right. It doesn't mean that God doesn't know what's going on. You look in many times in the scripture, the disciples were caught off guard. And they weren't expecting to see what happened happen. And in, the, in a couple places, the, God had asked uh, Jesus, rather, well, same thing, but he asked them, what, what is going on with your faith? Why are you not seeing here? Why are you questioning here? Why are you allowing these things to happen? Because you've seen me do greater things than these, and now you want to question. Now you want to wonder why. Okay. So every step and level and, and, and place that God takes us, sometimes we're not going to be always comfortable in it. Sometimes it's going to be a stretch, if you will, of our faith. But that doesn't mean we give up. It doesn't mean that we turn aside. It doesn't mean that we say why. It just means we are to continue to keep plugging along in what God has given us. I don't, I don't want to be caught off guard, if you will. That's why the scripture tells us to be instant in season and out of season. I mean, at all times, being ready to do the work, being ready to see God do great things. Amen. And right now, we're in a place that God can do good things. <laughs> we're in a place that God is wanting to touch hearts that are struggling, bring people to the place they need to be spiritually. 
and the Holy Ghost. And I want to do that. I want to be that. I want to allow that to happen. And I don't want to say, not tonight, maybe another time. This isn't, this isn't, you know, there's always going to be something. Just make up in your mind right now. Take two seconds here. Make up in your mind. I'm not going to make an excuse. I'm not going to make a reason why I allow things to happen any longer. I'm not going to say, well, this, this, no, no. It all stops right now. And I'm going to take a stand and say, from now on, this is the way it's going to be. From now on, I'm going to follow after it the way it's supposed to be and do it the right way. And God will give you strength. He's going to keep you. If you're honest, He'll keep you. and He's going to give you the ability to do it the way it's supposed to be done. God has, you know, you look at the Scripture, and the Scripture says that we are a chosen generation. Meaning that God has chosen us. We're not just by accident being here tonight. He has seen each and every one of us, and He has drawn us together. He sees something in us, obviously, because He's chosen us. He's given us a chance. And so God has not called you just to let you fall away. God has not called you and given you an opportunity just to watch you fall miserably. That's not what it is. But it all comes back to your faith. God can only do so much, but then you have to step up to the plate and carry your side of the load here. And God's called me here, so that means I want to be able to do my part and let go of myself, my ways, and trust Him. All right? Why don't we lift up our hearts with our hands and worship Him right now? We thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord, of everything right now. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, why don't we come to this altar? Well, let us pray.